is the Jose Show. Jose Show. And welcome to another exciting episode of the Jose Show. I am your host, Jose Roldan Jr. Now, today's episode is kind of a continuation of the uh, landlord situation that I told you about, buying houses and uh, running them out for profit. Um, so let's uh, let's start with that. So this is going to be kind of weird and, uh, you know, creepy. I, I don't know. It's almost kind of scary to even talk about it. You know, so, but we're going to give it a try. And this is some of the stuff that could actually happen to you if you decide to become a landlord. So, like I said, it's going to be kind of scary in some parts. Wow, that is creepy. Anyway, so let me give you uh, an example. My dad was renting a, a house years ago to this lady and her husband, and she had a son that was in his 20s, and apparently he was bedridden. I don't recall the reason why. And we actually had to uh, evict this person, and it took a while to do the eviction process. It took uh, one and a half to two months to do the eviction process and cost over $1,000, and plus there was a other issue that uh, went about uh, – trying to get this person out that cost a, another $1,500. Uh, and that was with a lawyer, but I'm not going to go into that detail. So anyway, my dad did most of the cleanup because I have a full-time job. So I'm not able to do this uh, full-time yet. Uh, so my dad, uh, and ha he had another friend of his that they decided to go to this house after the people moved out. And uh, let me just tell you, it was nasty, it was disgusting, and to my understanding, the people had hepatitis, so my dad had to actually uh, go in there and wear masks and gloves, and they had to bleach the wall. So uh, my dad asked me to take pictures, so I went inside and I took pictures, and it was just so, so gross. And I walked into the one bedroom where the uh, son apparently was staying in his hospital bed, and... The smell was so horrible, like it was, it, it was just gross, and there was like urine and feces on the floor. Ew. I mean, I couldn't even say that better myself. It was really, Ew. anyway, uh, so I took pictures really fast as I was holding my breath, and I literally had to run out. Now... Uh, seeing stuff like that on the floor and knowing that you have to clean it, man, it, it really made you want to vomit. <laughs> so uh, thank God that that didn't happen. Uh, in this same house, the, uh, the toilet was, um, it was really bad. I mean, it was so black that you would probably have to pour, pour muriatic acid in the toilet just to get it clean. So I told dad, uh, just, you know, replace the toilet. Now, these people had, uh, I want to say, close to 80 contractor bags, which a contractor garbage bag is really tall, and it's really thick because, you know, you're throwing lumber in there, and you may be throwing wire, and the thicker the better because that way it won't puncture through. And I think my dad said he had about 80 contractor bags full of trash. The uh, They had a shed that was in the back that was full of trash, 
this house was literally gross, had uh, roaches, and uh, uh, it was just unimaginable. But finally, after a couple of weeks of uh, getting it cleaned out and uh, repainting, the house came out pretty clean. And we did rent it after that, and the people finally left after about a year because they found a place that, uh, that's the new people that came in after we cleaned it. So it ended up, well, we're actually selling that house now because the taxes are just way too high, and that's kind of one of the things that uh, you have to deal with uh, when you're a landlord. Now, um, one of the other places my dad had years ago was the actual uh, house that I used to live in, and when I was a kid that my dad bought and we had, uh, this lady, she used to work at the local Chili's and we thought she was pretty nice, but come to find out, man, this lady, I mean, she was stealing electric. And when we tried to get the electric turned on, the power company told us that, uh, Hey, it's a no can do because the, I can't remember if they called it the jaws or the whatever it's in the electric box where the meter is, that they said it was messed up and they couldn't turn it on until a qualified electrician came out, fixed it, and called them and said, hey, look, we fixed it up and it's ready to be turned on because, man, if you was to touch that sucker, oh my goodness, you would get shocked. Can you imagine turning that sucker on then all of a sudden? Oh no, I couldn't do it. Uh, Anyway, so the same house that we were in, uh, this lady, not only was she stealing electric, she uh, smoked. And, hey, if you want to smoke, that's your business. That's none of our business. And uh, the garage, which was detached from the house, there were so many cigarette butts on the floor that it was nasty. You couldn't even see the floor. That's how gross it was. Ew. So, anyway, we had to clean that up. And... Uh, Obviously, she didn't pay for garbage because there was so many garbage bags inside that garage, along with the uh, cigarette butts that uh, my dad had to end up, you know, getting a trailer and hauling all that stuff uh, to the dump. So we were glad to finally get that lady out of there. And, you know, that's one of the things that you definitely have to do your research. You have to do background checks. Uh, talk to past landlords to see what kind of person they are to hopefully avoid situations like this. I know it sounds like it's stereotyping a person, but, man, you want some good tenants in there that's going to take care of the house so that way when they move out, you don't have to worry about uh, going in and doing much fixing up but maybe painting, and that's about it. But when you got to go in and you got to spend tons of money to fix up something that somebody just totally messed up because they didn't really give a crap, that's another story. And trust me, we've had plenty of people like that in the past that uh, have done that. Now, in this same house, once this lady got out, we had another lady come in, and I believe it was with her two sons. And at the time, they were young. They're probably in their teens or early 20s now. And she seemed to be a nice lady, and I believe she went to church, but that's neither here nor there. And upon her uh, time to leave, this lady, for whatever reason, and I still don't understand to this day why she had 50 tires, yes, 50 automobile tires 
in the backyard up against the detached garage. And in where I'm at in the state of Florida, I think it cost like $3 to dispose of a tire. So you figure you got 50, so that's about $150 to dispose of tires. Not to uh, uh, say that uh, that's a bad thing, but can you imagine having to drive all those tires to the dump, which from that house to the dump is probably a total of about 10 miles. So you got to factor in gas. And sometimes if you bring too much at one time, they won't allow it either because then they're wondering where you got it from and they think that you're a business. So you would have to spread out the tires over a couple of months, believe it or not. Um, Even with garbage, uh, the garbage is free if you want to take it to the dump. But if you take too much, they charge you. So you have to do uh, a little at a time. So I finally told the lady, I said, look, these are your tires. You brought them here. I want them gone. And, you know, it's hard to believe, but this lady actually came back and took all 50 tires. Now I have no idea where she took them at. Took them to, excuse me. Um, Who knows? Maybe she took them to her new residence. (laughs) So anyway, this same lady, uh, we had a fairly new refrigerator and stove, which we always supply with all of our rental units. And uh, they came up missing And from what she told us, somebody else that she had living in there with her, um, that they took them. And I said, you know, this is just kind of crazy. You know, we supply you with this stuff, and you have the nerve and the audacity to take our stuff that doesn't belong to you. And um, so she was kind of sad and kind of hurt, but she said that she would pay for it. And uh, so she started paying me a little bit here, a little bit there, and... After about three or four months, she stopped paying, and this has probably been uh, 10, 12 years ago. So basically, we lost out on that, and then, of course, you know, we had to get a new stove and new refrigerator. Generally, what we do now, we um, actually get used because there is a used appliance center in our area, and we just get them used because one year, we had to buy five refrigerators in one year. And you got to imagine paying $600 for a basic refrigerator times five. That's a lot of money. So getting a used one is not so bad because we get a used one for about $250 and we get about six months warranty. So generally, that's what we do. Now, um, another story that I like to give you, uh, this one is not so bad, but in the same house, so this is like the third person that has lived in this house. We've had more that's lived in it later on, but this is one of my early tenants that my dad had in this house, and she seemed to be a nice lady, had a daughter and a husband, and they were really nice, and they were going to church, and uh, so my mom had a ton of mason jars because my mom used to do canning back in the day, and they were in the attic uh, inside the garage. I mean, they were exposed. You could see them. You could get to them if you just got a ladder and climbed up there. Not a big deal. But, you know, my mom didn't think that these people were actually going to touch him. So one day when uh, these people finally moved out, uh, the uh, all the mason jars were painted. Her daughter had taken them and literally put, like, flowers and butterflies and all that stuff all over the jar. Now, this lady, every time my dad would go and get a check from her, this check was as rubber as rubber could be. He would drop it on the ground, and it would 
bounce everywhere because it was just a bad check. The lady did not have the money. So finally, my dad was like, hey, you know, I'm not taking any more checks. And that's why we don't take checks anymore. He says, hey, I'm not taking any more checks. Let's go down to your bank and let's get the money that you owe me. So that way I know it's paid. So she's like, okay, okay, okay. So they go down to the bank and uh, lo and behold, the lady did not have any money in her account. So, you know, that didn't sit well with my dad. So eventually she moved out. Um, I don't know the process of how he got her out. I think she just moved out on her own. So this was when I was younger. I was probably in my teens now, which I'm 49. I just turned 49 in January. So anyway, um, that's some of the horror stories. There's a few more that I'm probably going to uh, talk about in later episodes. Um, Definitely, you have to do your homework, like I said. Check with past landlords to see how well they pay to see if they keep the house clean, to see if they keep the house dirty, because if they keep the house really dirty, obviously you're going to have to get an exterminator. And we're going to go ahead and take a short break. You're listening to The Jose Show. Hey folks, are you bored during the day and like to listen to music and podcasts? Then try Turfs Up Radio. That's an internet radio station online at turfsupradio.com. You can't go wrong. I listen to it daily myself. And we're back. So basically, we're talking about landlord horror stories of tenants that lived in my dad's rental properties and continue to live in his rental properties. Now, we actually have some pretty decent tenants, and we don't really have that much of a problem. One of the things that I still have to learn to do and something that you need to do and make sure you do your own research before you listen to what I say. That's how I decided to do what I do because I did research and I've talked to people that actually did this for a living in the past is you need to inspect their home every three to four months. Now I rent here in Lakeland, the wife and I do, and every six months they come in and do a home inspection to make sure everything's working fine, make sure the AC filter's clean, uh, Make sure there's no leaking water anywhere. Make sure all the faucets are working, the hot water heater is working, um, the AC is working, and that you have no problems. Now, I know in the past we had a leaky roof, and they came out and fixed it. It took them a couple of weeks, but at least they came out and fixed it. So do your due diligence. Find out all you can about these people because there are some houses that I've heard of before from other landlords that have been totally destroyed can you imagine having a house that you paid, uh, depending on how much you paid for in the past, 80000 100000 150000 and people go in there and totally destroy it, and then next thing you know, you're spending thirty, forty, or 50000 uh, to get it back up to par just for somebody to rent it. Um, imagine all that potential income that you have lost. So definitely, definitely, definitely do your homework. I mean, I can't stress that enough. Now, in later episodes, uh, because I just have a few more stories to tell, and I'm not going to tell any more right now, um, just hang in there. I've got some, I can't say they're cool, but they're actually pretty odd. And I have a a story about a guy that broke uh, one of the windows that my dad had in a duplex, and that one's actually kind of a strange story. So that's something to come, and along with that story, 
Uh, I have another story that actually is not tenant landlord related, but I guess you could kind of say it is. Uh, he was a next door neighbor, and uh, we'll talk about that later. I'd like to thank everybody for uh, listening to my episodes. Eventually, I will have more guests on. It just takes time to uh, get a guest, no matter what uh, uh, aspect of life they're in, whether they're in TV, movies, radio, uh, politics, uh, religion. So it's kind of hard to get people sometimes because you have to talk to them. You have to uh, basically go on their schedule. So bear with me. It does take time. We have some interesting interviews coming up. Um, I'm looking forward to them. And, you know, I do appreciate each and every one of you for listening, for sharing the podcast. I'd like to thank the uh, people at Turfs Up Radio, which I am a part of now, uh, my brothers and sisters, for allowing me to be on the radio. I am gratefully honored uh, to be on the radio. That's kind of a goal that I've had uh, for a long time, even before I started doing the podcast. And uh, I'm grateful for those that have put me on the radio. Uh, I just... I'm flabbergasted. I mean, it's just pretty awesome if you've never been on the radio. I love doing podcasting, and uh, some of the future episodes are going to get pretty cool. Just bear with me. And uh, let's see. Let me give you some final thoughts. You know, uh, sometimes we get busy in our everyday lives, and uh, maybe we neglect things that we need to do or things that we should do you know, one of the most important things that uh, you could ever do in life is to uh, support your family, love your family, spend time with your family, thank your family for things that they have done. And uh, one thing I want to thank is my dad, uh, Jose Roldan Sr. He's an awesome man. Now, sometimes we bump heads quite a bit, but that's just what we do. But the man will give you the shirt off his back. I mean, I can't stress it enough. I love this guy to death. Uh, he's 80, will be 81 this April. And let me tell you, the man is a model example of life. I mean, he is still working at 80. I mean, he gets out, he climbs roofs. I'm scared to death of a roof, but he gets on roofs and he paints them because he has his own business besides doing rental. And how many people can you say that are in their 80s that still climbs ladders. Now, he's a little bit slower than he used to be, but back in the day, you know, he could climb a ladder and walk a roof like nobody's business. Now, if I tried to do that myself, man, I would end up falling and breaking my neck. But Dad is the backbone of this rental business because anything that happens, he fixes it up, and I try to do the book work. Uh, and obviously, we, we clash heads on things that need to be done, but all in all, Dad's the boss, so I kind of got to do what he says. But when something needs to be fixed, um, my dad gets it done as fast as possible. If it's something that he can't do, like AC or electric, then definitely we get an electrician or an AC tech or even a plumber if needed as fast as possible, uh, as long as the uh, tenant calls us and lets us know. Now, if you don't call us and let us know, then obviously we can't fix something because we had a guy one time, he had a refrigerator that was broken for like three days, and he told me, and I'm like, well, if you would have called me three days ago, I would have had your refrigerator fixed within that next day at least, or at least within 24 to 48 hours. Obviously, I can't fix something. I can't read your mind if you don't tell me what you need. So 
Stay tuned for future episodes of Landlord Horror Stories. Actually, it's probably on again. On, on, uh, I can't talk today. It's probably only going to be like one more episode. Um, but once again, thanks everybody for listening. Please share this uh, podcast with your friends, families, and even share it with your enemies because, believe it or not, uh, people that hate your show are actually the ones that continue to come back. And once again, don't forget to catch me every Monday at 1 p.m. on Turfs Up Radio at TurfsUpRadio.com. Thank you once again, and have a good day. Thanks for listening to The Jose Show. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And see you next time on The Jose Show. Hey folks, are you bored during the day and like to listen to music and podcasts? Then try Turfs Up Radio. That's an internet radio station online at turfsupradio.com. You can't go wrong. I listen to it daily myself.